What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Rom Crime. This is our true crime comedy podcast where we talk about all crimes that have some kind of a romantic element. Absolutely. And today we're actually doing the story that I think inspired the entire concept. Of I think you're right. I think I pretty much, uh, you know, talked about this certain crime in almost every podcast I've had so far. Every episode, yeah. But also, I think that it was because this is the one crime yeah. anyone can think of that would would ab- actually fit the concept of wrong crime. Yes, the perfect romantic, romantic crime. crime. Yeah. And I that think so is, too. Say it, Bonnie. Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde. So Bonnie and Clyde were a duo, but they were in love too. They really were. They were maybe the very first yeah. famous criminal couple. Yep. At least in America. I agree. That yeah. I know of. I haven't done much research. I mean, I think they were n- not just, um, you know, in love, but they were they were beautiful. Both of them were yeah, pretty beautiful. Yeah, they were beautiful to look at, and they definitely were in love. Yeah. It's such a fascinating story. I did not know most of it before we agreed to actually talk about it, and then Ma- I... I know, me neither. ...just dove in, and yeah. what's fascinating is not just the story itself, which is so interesting, and mm-hmm. not at all surprising that it's such a part of, like pop culture or just like it's in the zeitgeist in terms of, you know, everybody knows who Bonnie and Clyde is. Right. But also it's different than you think it is. It totally is different than you think it is. So many twists that I had no idea about. I know. I cannot wait to dive into it. So let's just do it. Okay, fine. Let's do it. You start. Oh, um, I'd like to start with when the Roaring Twenties ended with a crash the 1929 stock market crash, the dark clouds of the Great Depression covered both the body and soul of the United States people. And what happened then was a wave of crime hit. So basically, uh, the Great Depression. Yep, and then the years from 1931 to 1934 became known as the public enemy era, like the rise of the gangster. Yes. Okay, so, and one thing that I didn't know and... You know, I should have paid more attention in school, but guess what? I didn't, and that's fine. <laughs> um, but the so so the the Great Depression happens, right? Like the or the, there's no money, and yeah, people, people are like poor, poor, and it's also in like Texas and the South. It's the Dust Bowl, the Dust Bowl, which is I had to look it up. 
an area of land where vegetation has been lost and soil reduced to dust and eroded, especially as a consequence of drought. So, or unsuitable farming practices, which can happen too, but it's basically an area of Oklahoma, Kansas, and northern Texas that was affected by severe soil erosion caused by windstorms in the early 1930s. So... It basically made a lot of people, they left the area. And they the people did, who yeah. were there were not living great. No, and forced to do some things. Yep, to, and then Bonnie and Clyde were mm-hmm. both from, um, I believe, kind of what was like the outskirt slums of Dallas, Texas. Yeah, right. It's like, what do they call it? I think it's West Dallas. West Dallas. But then even like the Out, slummier uh, of that. Like, yeah. So they both um, came from very, very poor upbringing. Yes. And... Uh, were definitely two incredibly like, charismatic, like good-looking people that just yeah. believed in their hearts, and probably because their parents were awesome and were like, "You can be anything you want to be," but they believed they I were hope destined that's for true. greatness. I hope like, so. Like maybe too. they were like from the Roaring Twenties, and they're like, "Life's gonna be great. Right. Don't worry, well, I it's know. gonna be great." <laughs> <laughs> and then they're Everything's like, oh, gonna shit. be a Charleston. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, exactly well, what no, was my voice. We definitely know that uh, Bonnie wanted to be in moving pictures. She talked yeah. about it all the time. One of the things that they say that every time they would find one of the cars they had stolen, like oh. abandoned, uh-huh. and they would find some of their stuff in there, she always had like movie magazines oh, really? and true crime magazines. Because no apparently way. that had become a thing Stop in it. this era because people were fascinated with these criminals, these very publicly right. famous criminals. Right. And um, so I know that Clyde was like one of seven mm-hmm. children. And of course, there was no birth control back then, which, by the way, I would like to know how Bonnie never got pregnant, but I'm not going to worry about that. I mean, who knows? Maybe she had... I can, maybe they were on the rhythm method. Well, I was going to say, I will say that based on the 1967 Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway version, oh, fun. I didn't they definitely watch it. allude to the fact that like he cannot get it up. Oh, really? But see, everything that I read... And maybe I didn't dive deep enough, uh-huh. but everything I read said that these two were madly like in love and, like, and yeah. definitely had like a romantic relationship. Yeah. But I am curious as to why that was definitely a large in the part of movie. this movie. So there must well, be something. That's interesting. So, uh, you know, she had a size three and a half foot. I did not know that. Yeah, she was tiny. They were both pretty tiny. Yeah. Like I remember um, she was like five feet tall and he was five six. Yeah, and my so my grandmother and both actually both of my grandmothers are tiny people. They were both under five foot. My grandmother, who is still living, who was adorable growing up, a fiery redhead. Um, <laughs> I had a grandma who was a fiery did redhead. You? And she was also very tiny. Really? Well, mm-hmm. she's tiny. And she her feet were a size like four and a half. She was <sighs> she was little. You know, my mom is five ten and wears a five and a half, six. So it's a thing. Whoa. I do not have... I'm in full shock right yeah, now. Yeah, I do not have those kinds of features. I mean, I'm pretty I'm pretty normal, I think, in feet. Yeah. I feel like my feet size is... I'm five nine and I wear an eight and a half. Yeah, I'm like five five and I wear a six and a half. Right. But still, but I'm still. pretty average. I think that's average. Although after I had my children now, I'm quite more comfortable in a seven, but it's hard. Isn't that weird? Like, who you gives a shit? You won't let go. Like, yeah. who gives a shit? Well, you know why? Because I have all those all shoes, shoes that I yeah. love. And I'm like, no, I wear we're a goddamn six and a half in the U.S. That's right. 36 in European size. But anyways, <laughs> um, back to our beautiful uh Bonnie Parker. Yes. And Clyde Barrow. Yep. So oh, let's, yes. I guess, start with when Bonnie and Clyde met, one of the things I think that people don't know is that Bonnie was actually married. Yes. And she had been married at the age of 16 
to just a scoundrel of a fellow who was in and out of jail all the time and beat up on her. And after he would like leave for weeks at a time, come back. And after the third time he left, he just never came back. What a dick. And apparently was in prison when she died. But they, one of the he things was. that they talk about is I that about she that. died wearing a wedding ring and it was not Clyde's. I know. So she was not divorced. Yeah. Probably because that would have just been way too much of a pain in the ass to deal with, especially with a guy you can never get yeah. a hold of. It's true. You know? And also maybe she was like, I don't know, maybe I can pawn this so I'm keeping the yeah, ring. Yeah, absolutely. So when they met, um, witness eyewitness accounts say that it was love at first sight. Like when you saw the two of them yep. together, you could see the sparks fly. Right. And he was kind of a petty criminal. He had gotten into stealing cars at a really young age. Yep. Um, and got busted. I think he was arrested because he had failed to return a rental car. Stop it. So the first time he was arrested. Then he continued to commit like petty crimes, car theft, you know, stuff like that. Ended up going to prison at this point. And I didn't realize this part. He actually, he and Bonnie were already like in love and in a relationship the first time he got sent away to East Ham prison, which was Easton. Oh, I wrote down East Ham, but maybe it's Easton. I think it's Easton just because that is where my like... I was just obsessed with. Go on. All right. So Easton Prison, which was not like any kind of prison you would think of today. No. It was meant to be hell on earth. It was like slave labor. The guards would... Sadistic Were guards. sadistic um, and terrible, terrible, terrible things yeah. happened to Clyde while he was right. in prison. Meanwhile, uh, Bonnie is working as like a waitress, right? Mm-hmm. And this is when she gets to know all kinds of people. So, yeah. but yeah. And she's she's pretty... It seems like she's a charismatic lady. She is. She's beautiful. She's she was very poet. talented. She's yeah. a poet. So smart. Smart, beautiful, and charismatic. And right. so exactly what you imagine when you think of and Bonnie. And she's just waiting for him to she's come. She's waiting for him to get out. Yeah. And he had been sentenced to, I think, something crazy like 17 years or for 14, this, something. Or yeah, something but I don't know. A long time. Yeah, for and burglary. For burglary. And so after a certain amount of time, he was just, I can't do this anymore. So he basically convinced a fellow inmate to hack off yeah. two of the toes on his left foot to get him yeah. out of like the hardcore labor duty. Right. And unbeknownst to him, on the outside, his mom had been dealing with the Texas governor and been trying to get him pardoned. So six what? days after he permanently disabled himself by chopping off two of his toes, he was in fact paroled. That's insane. Which is such a cruel twist of fate. And so he walked with a limp for the rest of his life. In the, yeah. Okay. And how nuts is that? I mean, you have no idea. And the the cruelty of the fact that it was six days later. But you know what that just shows? Like if you just held out for one more week. It shows that that place was awful. Can you imagine? What would it take for me to cut my toe off? Oh, yeah. Everything. I mean, it would have to be crazy. So a couple facts, and I don't want to like impede on where you're going. So fact check me. So no, no, no. Um, are a couple of things that I've read. Who knows if it's a fact? <laughs> I don't know. Um, he was a control freak, and I really like link on to that because you know I'm dealing with my own control <sighs> issues. So he had major major issue, issues being in in prison. You know, right. you have no control. All of your power is taken away. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so he is severely uh, raped and yeah by raped. a certain person inmate. Yeah. Where it's like, I, I've, you know, I've been researching all things and they say it in all sor- sorts of ways. But he's basically like, you know, ex- um, I don't know, the most abusively sodomizing you could be. Yeah, it he talks basically about how is it's picked by, by a horrible inmate and 
Who's known to be. Who's known to be a rapist. And, like, the guy decides, like, you're mine. And rapes him. Repeatedly. For the two, I think he's in there for two years. Wow. And so then he has, he, he kills him. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, I did not read that. He kills, he kills this guy. I'm going to look up his name slowly and Look it up slowly. Um... It's, I did not fine. know that. Yes, he does. He he. Um, they blame it on another person in the in the prison system who was there, like a lifer. He makes a deal with this lifer, who he says, "Listen, I'm going to kill this guy," and but you're going to take the blame for it because you're already here. Yeah, forever. you're already here. So he does that, and this is before he cuts his toe off. What? So here is the reason. So the, his family talks about. Um, there's some footage of Marie, the youngest daughter, mm-hmm. Marie Farrell. They say, you know, he was such a fun-loving, sensitive, sweet guy. And then when he got out of Easton, Easton he right. was uh, mean and just Yeah, there nothing. was a great quote of a fellow inmate that said, in Easton prison, I watched with my own eyes Clyde Barrow change from a schoolboy into a rattlesnake. Rattlesnake, yeah. yeah. And the reason is because he was You had to. Violated. How else are you going to... Like, yeah. cope with that. You have to get know. hard. Listen, I, you know, you deal with it however you can, but, like, uh, and I'm sure there wasn't very much, um, you know, ca- there, were, there weren't very many counselors or therapy oh, around no, to be like, not. oh, this happened. In fact, this, this um, prison, he vows later to come back and, like, he basically wants to Right, to and that does come back place. into the story. Yeah. And that's another big part of the motivation when you think of the story of Bonnie and Clyde and the fact that they did, in fact, commit murder. They killed, I believe, nine police officers and four civilians in total. And those mm-hmm. numbers might not be 100% accurate, Sounds but good. those were the numbers that I found more than once on the internets. And a big part of that was that Clyde said... I will never go back to jail. So if you right. have a, if a police officer had him cornered, it was kill or be killed yeah. because I'm not getting arrested. Correct. Again. So while he's in jail, the Barrow Gang is he. They start to form it like towards right. the end, right before he cuts his toes off, and all right, and around gets, that time, right? I like, think so. I think I, I had read that somewhere. Um, I'm still looking for the damn name of the guy who raped him, but it was an awful person. So maybe we don't. Yeah, maybe need we to. don't need to give his name. Yeah, fuck Any that credence. guy. There was a bad man, and he was offed, and we are... Yeah. We're going to leave it at that. We're going to leave it at that. So he comes back. Yeah. He's home. And he and Bonnie pick right back up where yeah. they left off, and, and so And everyone's all, still hungry. Everyone's yep. in the neighborhood and, and everyone around is, town yeah. is still starving. Everybody's still poor. Everybody's still struggling. And... How old is he? I believe... Let's see... He was born in 1909, mm-hmm. died in 1934. Right. So the, their whole thing started in 32. Mm-hmm. So 1909, oh my God, are we going to bore everyone while we try to do math? Hold on. 1910 to 32 would be 22 years, right? Plus one. So 23 years old when he gets out of prison? Uh-huh. That sounds right because she was a couple, 20, couple years younger than her, him because I know that when she died, she, she was, was 20, 23. 23? She was just a couple, like a month before her birthday. Right, because she was born October 1st, 1910. Which I love because that's the day before my birthday. Not in 1910. Fuck you. I'm not that old. Even if I was. If I was and I sounded like this, god damn, good for me. Right. But anyways, I'm born September 30th. And she's October 1. So she was a Libra. You yeah. know? She was just trying to be creative. And, and she was. Yeah. But she was also from a very poor family. Yep. And had just basically, I think, when Clyde came into her life, she had become one of those people that was like, if this is all there is, then 
like, no, no thank you. Yeah. And she wasn't interested. And then this life of excitement that he kind of brought for her, sure. she was 100% like, let's go. Yep. Let's do it. So he gets out of prison. They get they come back together. And basically, they start committing... Like, so it's mostly, from what I read, they make such a big deal out about how they're, like, these big-time bank robbers. Right. And they really weren't. They stole cars, mostly, and they hit up, like, gas stations and right, small like mom-and-pop stores. Yeah. Uh, which, actually, I didn't like getting that detail, because in my brain, yeah. they were, like, Robin Hoods. But there wasn't really right. money in the banks at it's this true. time, anyway. Yeah. You know, so even when you would rob a bank, it's not like there was... Tons of money there. Yeah, it's funny. I, I I even mentioned that, I think, in the last podcast. I'm like, oh, you know, they were like the Robin Hoods. But the truth is, they never gave to anybody. They were just trying to, like, live. And they weren't even making that much money. No. And when people, I think when they became notorious, that's when people were like, good for them. Like, it was more right. like, oh, it was like this, well, like, and that, I wish I could be. Right. They did become kind of, their exploits and their crimes were completely exaggerated yeah. by the newspapers and made them this these larger-than-life like oh. gorgeous, yeah. vigilante Robin Hood lovers, right. right? Which, of course, everybody ate that up. I would eat that up today. I mean, I'm eating it up right yeah. now. But the truth is, is that they were mostly committing petty crimes. And the reason why they even were able to create these stories is so there is the incident in Joplin, Missouri. Yes. Wait, so we should talk about who was there. Yes. So basically, this is when Buck... The gang, yeah. Buck Barrow and his wife, Blanche. And Buck is... Is his older brother. Is Clyde's brother. Yeah. And Blanche is uh, Buck's wife. Yeah. And then there's... The, Third um, wife, by the way. Did you know that? I did not yeah. know that. Just but, fun fact. you know, those barrel But boys. They, they were just as much... I hear Absolutely. just as much as love in love. Like, yeah. it was very much... And Blanche was, like, gorgeous. Yeah, you, she you was. You can look... You know, if there's a way for us, we'll put them on the website. Pictures yeah. of her, pictures I will, of everybody. I'll post pictures of the whole oh, Barrow game when we like drop this episode because she's stunning. She's stunning. They say she like has a flair for the dramatic, and I'm like, was I Blanche Barrow in another life? I'm not kidding because I, you know, she just likes to. Wear, it looks like she wears red lipstick, which I really yeah. like. No, she was beautiful. Fun just fact: fabulous. If any of you out there have seen the Warren Beatty Faye Dunaway movie, the real Blanche Barrow sued. Warner Brothers for the depiction of her because if you've seen it, you know that the character of Blanche in that movie is not beautiful or sexy or um, cool in any way, shape, wow. or form. She is basically a shrieking banshee the entire time. So she goes, so she, okay, so here's the thing. She lives as we, yeah, she yeah. does live. She lives and so she goes, does she go to the movie theater? She had a, she basically was approached, I think, by Warner Brothers. She gave script approval. Oh. Some things obviously changed after the fact. When she went to the premiere of the movie with her then husband, yeah. it's the what I read was that she was absolutely horrified. They made up wow. all kinds of stuff. Like she was a preacher's daughter. That wasn't true. She was homely. She was arguably even more beautiful than Bonnie. It's true. Which I get for the sake of a movie if you right. want your star to be. But I mean, they did a really yeah. drastic job of making her just the most obnoxious, annoying, unattractive companion I would you could sue ever be. Yeah, WB so she sued them. Well. Uh, she did. And oh I it makes me love her even more. That she is was a like, fun fact. you do not get to depict me like that. No sir, no. Wow. Okay, so she's married to Buck who is all, Buck who is Marvin, I think his real name is Marvin Barrow. He's good looking as well. Yeah. Like he's a gut that, a you know. Good looking group. I know. I'm like, maybe I'm just messed up, but I'm like, they all look kind of hungry, but like you know, like the jawline's really distinct. Like it's all how models models who are probably pretty. Nothing tastes as a little good underweight. As Robin Banks feels. You know, yeah. <laughs> but they they're just all like so 
They are very pretty people. And also, not to mention, the um, fashion of the time was... Oh, yeah. Like, nobody was wearing sweatpants because those didn't exist no, right then. this was... It was so like many good. They like, were wearing like hand me downs of the twenties, which are beautiful, mm-hmm. and then the, and the pencil honestly, skirts oof. and the hats. And the thirties were just one of my so favorites. Good. Honestly, Av, I tried to find a couple um, berets for us because mm. whatever. Imagine everyone that we're wearing berets right now because yeah, it, they don't know we're not. It's, we're wearing, we told guess them. what? We're wearing <laughs> fake berets. They're invisible. It's they're fun. gorgeous, and we look just as good as Faye Dunaway does wearing yeah. them. Oh. God, so beautiful. So good. Hi, I like highly recommend that movie, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I thought it was... I, I was shocked I'd never seen it before because I kind of consider myself a little bit of a movie buff. You and are, yeah. I'm an actor and I like to see like the classics mm-hmm, and all of that, but mm-hmm. I have not seen this one and I really did... I enjoyed watching it. It's always funny when you watch a movie from so far back in yeah. time because it's just the quality of film is so different in yes. terms of what a movie looks like, but really entertaining. Because film, you know? Yeah, and also it's um, Gene Wilder's Film debut. No way. So Mr. Willy Wonka himself, it was his first role, I believe. And he plays the character. So there's one story in Bonnie and Clyde's story where they basically steal this man's car. I think his initials are DD. Okay. Um, And he goes after them. Like he's like, no, that's my car with his lady, his girlfriend. So then, because they're a a playful gang of, you know, bank robbers and such, I guess like he catches up to them and they basically like, kidnap him in his own car, drive him way, 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 way far away, drop him off, but give him some money so he can find his way home and have like a jolly afternoon with is this guy real? in his car. Well, I don't know how real it is, but it's enough of a, a detail in oh, their story funny. that it's in the movie. And that's the part that Gene Wilder plays. Oh, fun. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was... Did you, did, when you, did you think Robert Redford was hot? Because that's who played. As Warren Beatty. Yeah. And oh, yes. It was Warren Beatty? Yeah. I'm an asshole. No, you're not. <laughs> I get them mixed I up a lot. I do think Robert Redford is hot, and yeah. I did think that Warren Beatty was hot. Okay. And um, I thought they were all hot. Yeah. Didn't Shirley MacLaine... Wait, that, that She was is... supposed to play Bonnie, but you know that's Warren Beatty's sister. So when he decided oh. to play Clyde, they were like, you know, that's not going to work out. Yeah. You're going to have to get a different actress. You don't want to pretend to Yeah. I mean, it's acting, but it's still too much. Yeah, it's And not... also, we as an audience... Like, don't. How that would, would you ever let it go and be like, "Those are that's brother and sister." I would never be also, able to. Also, how let wild it go. is it that Shirley MacLaine and Warren Beatty are brother and sister? It is very wild because they look nothing and alike. Also, just it's just one of those things that because they don't have the same name or any of that stuff, yeah. and they don't seem like in the same category. I don't know. I just always I remember the Agreed. first time I found that out, I was completely blown away by I it. I know. I, <laughs> I am blown away with you on that. So I think another thing we should mention, yeah. and I know we were just all over the place, so thank oh, no. you for bearing with us. I think we're, we're rolling We're tight. rolling along. Yeah. So they're in Joplin, Missouri, and this is meant to be kind of a lay low. I believe Clyde had just killed his first police officer after like a bank robbery gone wrong, or at least in the Warren Beatty movie, that's what happened. <laughs> and um, so his brother Buck and wife Blanche meet them at this little like carriage house in Joplin, Missouri. Yep, this is true. And uh, they're just gonna kind of do their thing, hang out, drink, play cards, shoot guns off in this house, and have a good old time. But the problem is, is that Joplin, Missouri is like a hub for. Um, the prohibitionists, like the people making the oh, illegal, yeah, the, bootleggers. the bootleggers. Yeah. So cops are always on the lookout for anyone suspicious. Which I just want to be like, let the people drink. I think everybody felt that way. Yeah. I don't Probably think... even the cops. They were like, oh, hey, doing this. I'm but... pretty sure nobody was down with prohibition except for like the lawmakers. Or the or the Protestants. I don't know. Who, are, there, who, yeah. who are the people that created that? The government. Okay. It was a law, right? It was illegal. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the government. But I don't remember what... Ding. That was just my glass of 
nothing. <laughs> My glass of wine. Um, so because they're on the lookout for suspicious people yeah. and they're gallivanting, they're very loud. They're basically, it's a party house. Yeah. And they're young, you know, and they're, they're not pretty. like this and they're pretty, they're good looking. They're, so basically yeah. a neighbor calls the cops and is like, something's going on in this house. So a cop car arrives. Right. Now these, this gang is always ready. They say that Clyde actually yeah. really didn't like to drink that much. He liked to have fun and party and stuff, but he always believed that he needed to kind of keep his wits about him yeah. in case they needed to make a fast getaway, yep. which they had to do so many times. Ooh, can we just uh, quickly say the car he stole on the regular was the Ford V8 because yep. it was the fastest car of the time, which I think mm-hmm. is really interesting. And also an important fact for why he was always so successful in getting away. Yes, exactly. So the gun of his choice was, was it the BAR? Yep. So That's right. that was like a semi-automatic. Yeah, I think it was automatic. An automatic yeah. rifle. Yeah. So when he was facing off with cops, he had a gun that could outshoot them like a thousand to yep. one, and a car that could outdrive them exactly like a bajillion to and one. And he would rate he the, the reason he had that gun was because he rated like military. Yeah, uh, gun artillery. Gun whatever. theft was a big thing they liked to do yeah. as well. So they're so they're at the safe house, right. and these poor. Uh, There's like two little cops pull up. Was it only two? I yeah. think so, because they're yeah. just investigating a suspicious... Local police. Yep. And one thing we should mention that I found that, like, as I just found it so fascinating because it's not like this today, but local cops back then, mind you, it's the depression, you know, it's the, it's the dust bowl, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> people don't have money. Local cops, it was their own vehicles. So oftentimes it was like a farmer or somebody. It was like his own truck or whatever. I didn't whatever. know any of that. Yes. Wow. And, his, and their own... Weapon? Weapon. So, so you usually just had pistols. And not I even read. so because the truth is, is they weren't like trained. So they had shotguns because you could get more with the right. shotgun, I guess. I don't know. This is... This is like the very interesting. I somehow went on some weird like hole <laughs> on like artillery. I was like, but this is very interesting because... When these two cops, or however many, but I think it's like I a couple it was of just, cops, yeah, come two. in to, to search, they were blasted, screwed. They literally say the way it went down is they pulled up into the driveway, and before they'd even like fully gotten out of the car, like just bombs were going off, like yeah. gunfire coming out all of the windows yep. with these crazy automatic guns, yep. and just. Crazy gunfire, and then they all hop in a car. Yeah, you can tell the great story well, about Blanche in this moment when she's chasing her. Oh dog. yeah. Well, <laughs> one uh, one thing I'd like to say is there's that guy WD. I, I want to say WD forty, but that's I know, not that's what it. I was it's a uh, um because he plays an important. He's role the driver, later. right? He's you know yeah he's usually well no I think I think uh, Clyde drives. He, well, he considers right. himself... Oh, you mean in like this case? Like the getaway driver. Yeah. Like when they're robbing banks. Could be. Him but, or Bonnie. But Clyde really sees himself as yeah, like Clyde a precision... Yeah, Clyde is definitely the driver. A precision driver. But WD or whatever his name is, he's the one who... They're pretty sure he killed the cop that like right. bleeds out. Um, they do talk about that's where Bonnie was shooting out the window as well. Like mm-hmm. they're both shooting out the window. Um, anyway, so they do get out and they're running. Then they leave Blanche. Because she was chasing her little white... Puppy, yeah. like down the street, and they when the because so they, they grab her. I feel like there was some there must have been more were, than... or people that were like in know, pursuit. Yeah, and sh- and they were like they didn't know if she if if Blanche was actually part of the gang because right. like, she was this? just kind of running. She's like and screaming. she was like crazy, and right. so she was like hysterical, thinking that her the love of her life left her, you know, and looking for that 
stinking that dog. Silly dog. But they they grabbed her. They literally like yeah. reached out the car window, picked, picked her, her up, up, and off they went. And they basically. When the cops searched the house. Yeah, so this they is left when a lot of they shit. left everything. They had no idea this was happening or coming. So they just abandoned ship. So this is when the legend of Bonnie and Clyde was born. Because in that house, they found all kinds of stuff. But the most important thing in terms of, I think, their story is that they found a roll of undeveloped film. I think there were like four rolls. I mean, it was something like right. that. Yeah. And so every photo you've ever seen of Bonnie and Clyde. The fact that everyone thinks that she smoked cigars and, mm-hmm. you know, all of these things because they clearly had a fun little photo shoot and yeah. they had left those behind. So when those pictures were developed, they were splashed all over all the newspapers because it was and that's when it became... highly sexualized, the way that she was like, they were passionately kissing in one picture and she's like pointing her gun yeah. at him and another while like reaching into his holster. I don't know. It was, yeah. They were great photos. And they still are. So we will put those on the site. They but are really great photos. The truth is, it's it was... It got the attention of the nation. And before, it was one thing about also the law enforcement that, again, I'm like, am I a nerd for being like, this is so interesting. But no. the reason they were able to get away, yes, they had the fastest car. If they had a five-minute start, if not more, they could, or if less, they yeah. could beat anybody out, cross state lines. But people weren't, ta- like, the um, law enforcement wasn't talking to each other in right. each from city to city. There was no, like, two-way radios or anything Right, no, like totally that. different times. And so that is where this actually was kind of the beginning and the end of Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. So when their photos were splashed across like national newspapers, they were no longer anonymous and people recognized them. And so life got a lot more difficult. That's when it went from renting cute little carriage houses and like garage apartments to like camping by the river. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It it definitely... um changed then I think I wonder I mean like somehow I think inside her brain maybe somehow she kind of loved it because she always wanted to be a singer and a Broadway so I mean she's famous well I think that's something that they is so interesting about this is they say that actually both of them had aspirations I guess as a young boy before he got into stealing cars Clyde was actually an excellent musician played the guitar played the saxophone in fact in the car where they were eventually ambushed and killed, his saxophone was in the back seat. No and way. she wanted to be an actress. And so they both got yeah. fame, but I think in a way that neither one of them really wanted. Yeah. Um, it's just so tragic because his yeah. whole his whole like motivation in that towards the end was like to go back to that prison and, and fuck do it a prison up. break and yeah. kill as many guards as possible. I mean, this was always like a plan. Yeah, they that they definitely did a number on him when he was there. And that was yeah. a lot of the motivation for most of his acts and also why he was hellbound and determined never, ever, ever to go back to jail. Because yeah. he knew that he he would rather die than go back there. Yeah, there's a quote from him that says, I would like to raid this place, free as many prisoners as I can, and kill every damn guard in the place. Anyways, I'm just... Yeah. It's really, it's very interesting. So... Where are we at now? So they've they've done that. They're on the run, but they're still with the with the gang. Yep, their gang's still together. WD and and Blanche and Buck and Buck and Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm. And I think that they you know continue to go on. Yeah, sprees. Do, yeah, they do little sprees. Little people things. are hiding them at this point, right? Because they yeah, they they're know them. Kind of famous, and some people really people are kind of into them at this point. Yeah, like, they're think like they're cool. Yeah. And it was this liberating concept of, you know, you could be in control of your own destiny and you could say, like, fuck you to the law yeah. and, like, take life into your own hands. Exactly. So they were they definitely had some notoriety there and they would find people who would help them along the way. Right. And then I didn't write down the specific incidents, but then I think we get to... Well, this is when the FBI... Well, the FBI is not formed yet. 
Right. This but all is like this is happening when as J. Edgar Hoover, Hoover is kind of creating the FBI. Exactly. And he uses, honestly, he uses them to create the FBI right. eventually because he's like, see, nobody can, we can't tell where they are. And right. the federal, the federal crimes versus the state crimes and right. whatever. I mean, I think eventually when they were hunting them down in the end, they were allowed to go after them because of auto theft because that was a, a federal crime. Right. Something and like that. Another thing, too, that they say, if you've ever seen, there's a series called The Highwaymen, which is from the perspective of yes. the team of like Texas Rangers and lawmen that eventually that. take them out. I highly recommend it. It's very entertaining and also very informative in terms of like the other side of the story and just details I didn't know. Right. But basically, when the FBI or the soon to be FBI got right, involved, Jan Hoover's yeah, band agents. of merry men, um, <laughs> they basically the plan was never to arrest them or to like have any kind of law. It was to kill them. Really, it was to execute them. Oh. That was like a call to like we don't want them dead or alive. We want their bodies. Yeah, because they were. They were considered murderers. I mean, they were. They were murderers. Yeah. Um, but it was know. like a, it was basically, again, like you said, this public enemy era. Yeah. And then this J. Edgar Hoover, who's like, we will not stand for this. And we're going to put a stop to these, you know, like gangsters who think that they can just do whatever they want. And even though Bonnie and Clyde were really not on the same level as the people that they were being put on the same level with, they were right. like robbing small rural gas stations yes. and stealing cars. And yes, they definitely murdered people. They definitely yeah. did. Um, I hear that the guy, that WD guy was like more of like a kind of an asshole and he right. would just like fuck with shit. And you know, I don't know, not that, that I'm putting blame on somebody else, but I think a lot, I think a lot of things in the gang went willy nilly crazy. Right. And was just automatically and put like, on Bonnie and Clyde because yeah, they were exactly. the face of it. Yeah. Cause actually I read that Bonnie was usually just a bystander. Exactly. I also agree. It's really hard to find actual proof of, of her, like her shooting or yeah. murdering anybody. Yeah, because Clyde would leave when they would go out and do their jobs. They, he would usually she would leave either her stay there. at home or she would maybe drive the getaway car, but she was almost never inside yeah. or doing anything like that. I mean, I hate to say it, I kind of not. I don't want anyone to die, but I kind of love that vision of the crazy woman or not crazy but like the badass woman you know being also like right the, the photos of her like the woman with the pistol on her hip and the stogie in her mouth like yeah. that maybe she wasn't really that person right. but everybody wanted her to be I know it's kind of messed up but like I feel like women we especially back then and always in this life you know time get like because you know maybe they're not you know as they cannot overpower the male sex it's like the idea of this woman being so badass that she could be, you know, right. just and as just, awful right. as and also a man. just like flying in the face of all the things a woman was supposed to be like. Right. She's like fucking and killing. Yeah. You know, with her and true love. And living her best life. Yeah. And saying, fuck everybody. Fuck the police. Yeah. You know? And another thing that I think is really interesting about these two... Because as Sorry. <laughs> I, don't think I've, I also way. don't think I've ever heard Evan say fuck <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Sorry. But I mean they were definitely saying that. I mean, I'm sure yes they were. As they, they were murdering the Yeah, police. no, yeah. It's so um, sad. Well, I've lost complete track of no, where no, we I'm were sorry. in the story. I, no, I, no, no. It's it okay. Me. Uh, not, I don't think I've ever said that before. It's okay. Because we're talking about Bonnie and Clyde, just to bring it back. Hey, if the listeners are just this is, uh, if coming in. If you just tuned in, in <laughs> this is about Bonnie and Clyde. 
No, but they were beautiful. They loved each other. They were killing on a killing spree. I know that our next step is when they're at the campsite, right? Yes. Is that where you were going? That's where I was going. Okay, good. Because <laughs> that's our next. They're. Um, didn't hadn't Buck just been like grazed in the head or or so or something like this? Is this or we're talking about the time where they actually get into like a gun battle with cops who have the same caliber weapons as them and shit goes like oh really real where like Buck gets shot through the head or am I jumping I too far? So forward? no, I think you're before I was gonna go. So I think that's good because he doesn't die right then. No, I but think he definitely I, gets I don't know shot like through this. the head. Yeah, and somehow is alive. And no, you're right. And then they have the campfire. That's, I'm thinking about the and campfire when, in, in a De- Declan or something. Dex, Dex, Dex something in Iowa. All right, you lead. Okay, <laughs> I feel so, like I've so I'm gonna skip because I don't know. It's like the Barrow game is on. You know, the the gang is on the run. They're in Dexfield Park, Iowa, something like that. And they're at this campsite and. Like, near, nearby people become suspicious. I mean, they had just been in some sort of a gunfight, so there's, like, there, I, I guess, like, they have, there's, like, blood on, like, I think that is, like yeah, that. I think what I was mentioning was right before this. Yeah, whatever whatever happened was right before that. And, yes, Buck gets, like, he has a head wound. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone's tending to their wounds, and the, the car is shot up. Right. So and so the locals are, like, okay, something's going down. We need to get... Things together, so they get a group of of a, pos, a, a posse, but not the end, the last posse who kills them. The posse together to come and like you know take them out or whatever. And apparently, people in the area are like, uh, you know, it's like when fire fire fireworks uh, fire truck chasers, oh. you know, people ambulance chasers. Yeah, it's like a bunch of people. There's like fifty people in the neighborhood or in the city who are following these cops. Through so they're in this campsite that's like close to a riverbank and it kind of mm-hmm. goes down. The road's sort of higher, and <clears throat> all these people are like waiting. They're you know the because so, they just want to see what yeah happens. the local authorities are like you guys stay up here don't and they just want to see what happens right and without warning of course um, the Barrow Gang just starts shooting right they're not gonna be like oh, what do you what uh, do you let's <laughs> let's uh, negotiate right no they're like no yeah so they start shooting guns are blazing I guess I guess bullets are going over these people's heads and people are freaking out they're just jumping just into the ditch running and hiding yeah trying to get away from right. them right and in all of this gunfire Buck takes a gunshot wound I believe to the chest yeah so he's he's and this is basically the moment where I think Bonnie is also either grave she or because of a car accident they had gotten in yeah she before that I think whatever happened where he got shot in the head she with the glass she got glass in her eyes well that was Blanche I mean sorry Blanche yes oh no you're right you're right sorry Bonnie does she gets hit in the abdomen right and so he basically has to choose and this is I think again plays into the narrative of a love story Clyde has to choose like he can't carry both his brother and Bonnie out of there but Buck is clearly not going to make it. He's got a head wound and now a chest wound. And so yeah. this is when he has to leave. He leaves his brother behind. Right, and Blanche stays. And Blanche has been blinded by, I think, in the same shootout from earlier with the glass in her mm-hmm. eyes. And so she's just kind of disoriented and she's picked up by the cops. And yeah. Buck is also taken into custody but dies very shortly like after at the hospital, later, like yeah. five days later. And um, I think this is also when public perception of the couple starts to change. Right. Because he left his brother behind, even though it's an impossible situation, Buck was not going to make it anyway. Yeah. 
he is not going to prison, and he did choose to save Bonnie. He carried her yeah. out of there. And WD is with them, right? Yep, he's still with them. So then... And, and Bonnie, and there's... there Or sorry, um, Blanche... All these old-timey names. I know, it's really I hard for me Bonnie to get them all. Blanche and Buck and Stride. Clyde. A real, a real hard They're good for me. names. They really are, actually. But so Blanche stays with him, and there's this like famous, amazing photo of Blanche. Tell the story, because you just told okay, me this, so and I was like, what the there hell? There's this picture. So she had been blinded by glass in and, her eyes. Yep. So she has basically either, like, it's not sunglasses, or maybe it is, but she's basically got something that looks kind of like sunglasses or a black mask covering yeah. her eyes. And they're taking a photo of her. So she's, they're apprehended by the cops, her and, her and Buck. And I'm thinking that she's just in, like, agony because her well, husband's dying. Because her husband, dying. no. So there's this photo of Blanche, and she looks Crazy. absolutely terrified, like she's in mid-scream. And I guess the story goes that because she was blind... And there's all these crazy fucking reporters, you know, they're following. Right. They're always right there on the scene taking photos and doing all of that. A photographer came up, and you know that sound, that old-timey, like, the, like... Oh, yeah. The, like, I don't know, almost sounds like a light bursting and all that sure. stuff. So she has that look on her face because she thought that she was being shot at. Like, execution style by oh, the Oh, shit. <clears throat> so that I mean, is where is that... A, it is the face of... Uh, of true terror. Yeah. And we will, I, we can post that one It too. is incredible. As I, I'm sure it's like a life, uh, like a time, you know, yeah, a time like a life photo. photo. It's the, incredible. Yeah. It's a crazy picture. And then when you know the story behind it, that in that moment, she like thinks she's going to be killed. It's crazy. it's crazy. She ends up going to jail, but we can talk more about that in a, in a little bit. But so, um, so Bonnie and Clyde are like, they're NWD are, and Clyde is carrying her because she's been shot in the abdomen at this point. Mm-hmm. And mind you, I just a quick little side note: she had a limp before. Previous to that, they got in. An, there was an accident, and yep. she, um, you know, Clyde battery was trying, acid. Basically. Was it battery acid? It's yeah, either, there was either battery acid or flames from the accident. Right, she was trapped in the car. Clyde had been driving, yep. missed a sign that said something about a road detour, and they flew off this like bridge into a ditch. Yeah, and Rolled her leg was before she was pulled out massively third degree burn to yep. the point of where people say like you could see bone in part of her legs, and she couldn't go to a hospital. Yeah, so a nearby like farming family agreed to help them and kind of saved her from losing her leg or dying from infection by putting like baking soda and all that. Oh my god! You know, Can you imagine the pain remedies. of that? But so she never really walked right again. They say that honestly, if she if he wasn't carrying her, she kind of had to hop on one leg. Wow! Like that's how. And didn't she get shot in the leg as well at some point? I feel Probably. like I feel like she, they were. She, yeah, they've both been shot at. She he'd been shot at a bunch. She had her abdomen wound at this point, right? And and maybe you know he was grazed in the head. I think yeah. at this and and somewhere else. Things were falling apart. Things were falling apart. Things were bad. And they like they take some farm people for hostage, you know, take them hostage and get them to get to safety. And once again, now it's just Bonnie, Clyde, and WD on the run. Right. And WD-40. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. And I believe this is about the time that they decide it's time to go back to Easton. That's right. Yeah, because this is his whole goal this in life. This is what he wants to do. He, he, it's like it's almost like he knows he's about to to it's the end of his life or something. Or it's coming, and that's he's possessed with this fact, this desire to, you know, it it makes me sad, you know. Me too. Because it was obvious a place, obviously a place of pure um, abuse and t- and terror and just. 
and, and, and it haunted so, him, and it was he was consumed by what happened yeah. to him there. And in some ways, in my mind, I like to believe that he was trying to alleviate the pain of others who were in that. Right. Well, because he knew the torture they were all facing. Yeah. So they go back and try and, and do they, their prison and break, and they do a prison break. Yep. They do successfully yep. break five people out of that yep. prison and, and kill, kill a couple of guards yeah. in the process. Yeah. I think it was mostly like peop- the uh, you know prisoners killing the guards. Like I don't think they right. actually did it, but. And I don't think Bonnie was with them on that. I think she was probably recovering from yeah. her gunshot abdomen, wound gunshot to the abdomen. Wound. So I think of all the people that they freed in this prison break, the only name that you need to know is Henry Methven. And okay. we'll come back to that a little bit later. Right down. But Henry Methven was one of the um, convicts that they helped escape on that January day in 1934. Okay. But before we get to, I think, the climactic part of their story, there is an incident where two police officers are shot and killed, and there's an eyewitness account that says that he saw a blonde woman and a man get out of the car. They had kind of shot them down, but they weren't dead yet. Mm -hmm. And he said that the blonde woman pointed her gun at one of the officers and said, looky there, Clyde, watch how his head bounces before she shot him and then started laughing. And this all goes onto the news. Oh. This cop that had been killed was, it was his first day on the job and he was supposed, he was engaged to be married like in a couple of weeks. Oh, that's His fiance wore her wedding dress to their funeral. It was all over the papers. Oh, that's And public opinion went from... Go, go, Bonnie and Clyde to go kill Bonnie and Clyde. Wow. And it seems like maybe what had happened is that it was either WD or this Henry Methvin character. Mm. Bonnie did not actually kill this person. Clyde did shoot the other one. Yeah. But it's basically contested that Clyde had said there were cops. The other guy with them, I think it was the WD guy, uh-huh. but they, Clyde said, let's take them. And he meant like, let's kidnap them, get them in the yes, car. Yes, you're right. I read and that. And then the other guy took that to me and like, let's smoke them out yeah. and started shooting. And so then Clyde started shooting, but then they had this witness that made Bonnie and Clyde just look like evil, callous cop killers. Right. And so public opinion, now they are truly on the run. Like nobody wants to help them. It's not cute anymore. It's not fun. It's not cute. Um, they have both maintained this entire time really close relationships with their families. Right. Which is, I think, also speaks to their character. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they would go out of their way to send whatever little bit of money that they did have back to their families. They would secretly meet up with their families. Yeah. All of their family members did a small amount of jail time for yeah. not giving them up when they were, you know, were finally caught in the end. Right. That's um, where their um, Robin Hood... Yeah, there was a goodness in their hearts to at least those they loved. Absolutely. So, basically, Henry Methvin owes them one because they they broke him out of prison. So, when they're kind of on the run, they end up going to his family's farm in Louisiana Mm -hmm. because he says, you know, they'll help you out. Well, you know, you got me out of prison. Like, we'll look after you. But basically, it's a setup. And they have oh. the Henry Methvin and his family have made a deal with the Texas Rangers or whoever the right. crew is that's hunting them at the orders of. It, you know, of, it's the, it's the yeah. orders of the guy who owned the prison of Easton. Okay, he he calls on Lee something. He calls 
on these Texas Rangers. He's like, I won't stop till right. these people are, you know. Just dead. Don't even arrest him. Just kill him. So they make a plea deal with Henry, So they basically right? give Henry a pass, and he had escaped prison. So they are basically like, you will not Crazy. go back to jail or get in trouble for any, or killing the guards that you killed or any of that if you help us get Bonnie and Clyde. So on that fateful day, May 23rd, 1934, they have set up... And they're all hi- the Texas Rangers. Sorry, are hiding behind these bushes. Right, it's like on a six-man posse. Yeah, this rural highway. And it's one of those things that if Bonnie and Clyde had just been like sailing down that highway, going the eighty-five miles an hour that he loved to drive at, they mm-hmm. would have maybe shot like a tire out. That would have been the the extent of it. But they set them up, and they had Henry Methvin's father off to the side of the road, looking like he had a flat tire or something. His car had like run off the road. Right. So they stopped the car. Because they and recognize the truck, they know, right? They know him. This is the man that's been helping them and hiding them. Mm. So he, Clyde goes to get out of the car to help him, and it is complete ambush. Oh. Like, he doesn't even make it out of the car. Like, door open, and they just open fire. Something like over 150 rounds yeah. went into their car. Originally, it said that there were 17 shots or bullet holes in Clyde and 26 in Bonnie, but oh. then later it was revealed that there was more than 50 in each of Yeah, them. I was going to say the stuff that I read yeah. was 50. That, uh, papers said, in yeah. poor Bonnie. Papers said 17 and 26, but that later on it was proven to be over 50 in each of them. So this was overkill. Yeah. And a full ambush. They but said I think that the they thing were, is, is they had gotten away so many times, that's where, where they're like... Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, these guys were these. like, we're taking them. Ugh. But it's just such a sad way to go out, especially yeah. the fact that they only stopped on the road because they were right. they were helping somebody that they, they thought were, was a friend. Nobody else was in the car? It was just the just two Just Bonnie and Clyde. Why weren't the other people in the car? I think the gang had pretty much like busted up yeah, at this point. Yeah, that's probably a smart You know what choice. I mean? No, I mean, I think like had been arrested or killed oh, yeah. or it really, they were, Yeah, it was just kind of the two of them mm-hmm. at this point. I have a very interesting little tidbit that I read about um, back you know, towards the end of Bert, before they were murdered or whatever killed, you know, um, people who knew them said that they could come out of a shower and still smell bad, meaning they smelt like death. They were essentially walking zombies because they'd been shot so many times and like right. there were oh, and infections they just had, like, in the their body. And... Yeah. Oh, man. isn't that an interesting like I fact? Did not like know that. my whole my whole you know sort perception of perception of it. yes yeah. before were like these beautiful lovers like dying in this like right, blaze they of were glory. Sl- right, but they were like slowly. I think that you like, know what coming to I don't death even feel sad that they got you know blazed out because they probably were gonna die of gangrene and like. Right. A slower, was, painful, more painful. This was a quicker death. way. I think. So, yeah. I, know, but. I mean, well, definitely it was quick. It happened very fast. So what's, I think, also noteworthy. Mm-hmm. So crazy amount of gunfire, right? Hundred Over 150 bullets, rounds fired into the car. Within an hour, like, people are swarming the scene. Because yeah. this is before, I guess, they put up, like, police tape. And they were like, you can't cross this line. Right. People were literally, someone was trying to cut Clyde Barrow's ear off as a souvenir. Someone was trying to cut his uh, trigger finger off as a souvenir. People oh, were my trying to God. Cut, cut off locks of Bonnie's hair and parts of her dress. Someone tried to steal her wedding ring. Like, people were trying to loot I, the my bodies. My face is I know. People right were now. trying to loot these bodies. That's crazy. I do remember um, l- watching one of the documentaries, because they're you know, 
Um, an older woman was like, I stood right up there on the front of the car and I looked in and I said, and she had like a smile on her face. I wonder if it was the woman whose uh, husband was killed. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but she was like, and I looked right there and I saw their dead bodies. It was crazy. Yeah. So as quickly as people had loved them, people, yeah, you know, turned on them and wanted them. Sure. Brought to justice, which in this time meant dead. It's all fascination. And of that, like, it is. It's all it's all fascination and curiosity. Yeah. Because then they had two of like the most highly attended funerals in history at this point. That's right. Wait, I, one thing I thought Blanche said while well, when she found out they died, she said, "I was glad they died together. That way, neither one would have uh, would have had to deal with the grief of losing another." Right. And that's like just just goes to show, you know. That they, she really, you know, they loved each other. They really did love each other. They say in so many of the things that I read and watched, there were so many times that Bonnie could have just walked away when she wasn't really involved in any real way yet. Yeah. You know, and she would not leave and he would not encourage her to go. They loved each other. They wanted to be together forever. Yeah. And I, they always knew that they were going to die. Like that was inevitable in their minds. Right. And so the point was to, like live for as long as they could, love each other as hard as they could. Yep. And maybe, I don't know, like have seek some find some justice for Clyde with that yep. prison yep. and find some excitement in life for Bonnie. Yeah. So I wanted to maybe close yes. the story by reading. Yes. What was the actual name of the poem? You had it. The Trails End. The Trails End, written by Bonnie Parker. They don't think they're too tough or desperate. They know that the law always wins. They've been shot at before, but they do not ignore that death is the wages of sins. Someday they'll go down together, and they'll bury them side by side. To few, it'll be grief. To the law, a relief. But it's death for Bonnie and Clyde. And Bonnie Parker wrote that poem. Yeah, she wrote three poems, actually. The Trail's End, Suicide Sal, and The Street Girl. Um, Makes me kind of, like, emotional. Because... Life was so tough. We uh, we have no idea how tough life was. I know compared to this. I mean, yes, our a lot of people's lives are really tough. Absolutely, but that that's some that's a little bit harsher than what the. That every, was one of the, the hardest everyday. times I think, at least in American history, in terms yeah. of the struggle to survive. Yeah, you know everything. Everybody was poor, and it was bread lines, and it was you know. Yeah. And especially in the Dust Bowl, and it was just dry nothing. I can't even imagine. And these two definitely made something out of nothing. Listen, I feel like love is a feeling that can happen in any circumstance, and it makes sense that that's the power that like through that like pulled these people through. Right. Now, I'm not gonna you know condone their actions. killing and stuff like that, but right. the the but the power of love in hard times and how it can hold you together and hold yes. you up and keep you going. Oh yeah. That, I can. I mean, I can relate to yeah, that. I think everybody can. I feel like when things are hard, it's like, okay, I'm just like sticking to, I love you. We're gonna right. fucking party hard and it's keep you, going it's strong. You, right, it's you and me against the world, and we can do this. Yeah. And I think that that is kind of a universal sentiment when life gets hard. We turn to those that we love. Yep. And we're like, as long as you know, I'm doing I got that you. thing where Let's I'm putting my, this. I'm looking at Banya yep. and I'm pointing at her eyeballs yep. in the back yep. of mine. Yeah. But it's you know, it's we can do this. That's right. We can take on the world together. So that is the story of Bonnie and Clyde, yeah. which was so much more mm-hmm. involved than I knew. I'm super fascinated. Yeah. If anybody has any extra tidbits that we left out, please let right. us know and we'll fill them back we would, in. We will absolutely come back and talk more about this. If anybody wants to let us know extra details, 
details we got incorrectly. <laughs> or if you have some sort of a love, uh, you know, determination, don't tell us you killed anyone. But, uh, but you, you know, know, like a criminal... A fun rom crime. A rom crime. Let's just hashtag stop. fun rom crime. <laughs> just email us at romcrimepodcast at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. We really appreciate it. It helps us out a ton. It really, really does. Just to do that, just like poop, the, you know, it's like boop the five stars, not poop. Don't poop the five stars, but just go <laughs> boop the five stars. Boop. And then if you want to write something, that'd be really cool too. Just be like, I love it. Or be like, these girls are crazy, but I can't stop losing. <laughs> Thank you. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.